0: And welcome back to Joe Kelly Radio. That's a great song from the blues from another angle. From our upcoming guest, a great friend of ours, Stu Cutler. longtime standout guitarist in all sorts of music. Just, just a great musician. He's from New York City originally. And he is just about to release his seventh record, the blues from another angle. And in between getting the word out about this record, Stu Cutler is our special guest. Thanks Stu. Great to talk to you again.
1: Thanks for having me uh on again, Joe. And uh great to talk to you. Wonderful.
0: Yeah, so uh the blues from another angle. Uh we just listened to the kickoff track right there. Uh, can I change my mind with your longtime friend on vocals Bobby Harden? A song you didn't write yourself, but uh, get, what, What it, I mean, you, a lot of songs are written by yourself all over the record. But uh, to kick off with this song, what, what was in your mind? It's just
1: always kind of been my favorite song. Oh, <laughs> so okay. we, would uh, you know, we had been playing at a club called Arthur's Tavern for mm-hmm. a long time. It closed during the pandemic, but uh, it does look like it's reopening. And uh, I'm going to play there on May 1st okay uh my first time back there but uh we played it uh you know three four nights a week for years on end and i've always loved the song and i love tyrone davis and uh yeah i don't take a solo on it nothing like that it kind of features uh bobby and and booker king in a way booker really right. plays great bass. on that also yeah. yeah yeah
0: so so arthur's tavern will give our listeners um Where's the location in Manhattan? For that?
1: That's uh, whew, 60. Oh, I can't remember the exact address. It's on Grove Street, 67 Grove Street. I hope okay. I have the number right. I, I don't have it off the top of my head. And I played there off and on for just so many years. And uh, I have so many insane, crazy stories, <laughs> not
0: all of which
1: i can share here right right but uh well for a variety
0: of we're freeform
1: (laughs) yeah i'll i'll tell you a couple of these anecdotes maybe after uh uh our interview is done if uh, if if you really want to get a couple of laughs right right uh, all right but uh it it was always a great place though
0: yeah yeah and and it's it must be nice to be able to i mean since the pandemic and you know musicians for live gigs took a major, major hit and probably still trying to get back into the swing of things. What what has it been like uh, during this hit hit to all the musicians? And now things improving proven a little bit.
1: Well, uh, we did. Musicians did take a, a terrible hit, and it's still certainly not back to the way it was. I just remember for years and years and years just being so busy just you know playing or working whatever you want to call it more than 30 times in a a given month was something that i did all the time Uh, you know not that it was regimented to uh, once a day but when you'd add it all up you know maybe there'd be one day you had two or three things a day or two off so for me what I did make good use of was in the free time I worked on my reading a lot, mm-hmm. which, you know, if uh, you know much about guitar players, not all of us, but most of us are not great readers. There's just something awkward about sight reading on the guitar. And I did a lot of solo gigs and I, I got a lot better at that. Mm-hmm. but uh, one life-saving thing was uh uh getting this job on uh, the TV show the fabulous Mrs Maisel I hope I'm saying that's where, right
0: one, one of yeah. our favorite shows okay
1: a lot of people love it and uh the uh, actress that works on it she has some serious patience because they uh they make her do her scenes over and over and over again wow so uh
0: yeah and the but, dialogue is so so rapid fire for for her and the rest of the, the
1: cast. yeah i uh you know I, I don't know if it's my cup of tea for a, a tv show that i want to watch but mm-hmm. i know the show's very successful but at the height of the pandemic uh uh last year last winter into the uh into the spring and early summer they really did keep us busy and it was uh It was very strange because everything was just so shuttered and shut down and all this and you know you'd get up some weird hour and go out to uh, Brooklyn to film it and you drive into where uh, uh, all these uh, studios were and everything was alive, everything was bustling with energy and people and everybody was busy and all this and then you drive back out and the world was shut down again and we also did a, a lot of recording which was very very helpful it really was uh am not sure how i would have gotten through last year without uh without that job so it was great
0: so you, you're part of the house band in the pit at the burlesque um club right it,
1: exactly <laughs> you uh you don't see me all that much there there's a uh, I've watched so far up to about episode five and I think it's episode three when she comes out on the uh, sort of runway you see me in the bottom right corner putting my guitar on and all that and but uh, it doesn't seem like any of us are on screen all that much at least what I've seen so far just the uh, band
0: leader I think there's like I think they go back and forth oh yeah. yeah he
1: was yeah. the only non-musician he was an actor oh, okay yeah that's but he was the only actor the rest of us were all you know we're all actual musicians from uh from new york so okay, great yeah so that's what that experience was like uh, a lot of long hours a lot of recording glad my reading was uh you know pretty sharp uh, to do it. Cause it was a lot of reading, um, and like that, but just, uh, glad for the whole thing.
0: So Stu Cutler is with us here on Joe Kelly radio. His brand new CD is called the blues from another angle. And you can go to his website, Stu S T E, excuse me, S T E W C U T L E R.com. And I'm sure, uh, it will be available or might even be available right now on, uh, online outlets as well. Right
1: i i believe it is uh you know uh some of these uh outlets platforms whatever it, nobody communicates to you anymore the communication you can't call somebody up on the phone anymore right right so some of it's a little excruciating but i believe it's all up they're going to cd baby who most of the years has been cool and uh amazon itunes i'm not a a huge spotify fan but i guess it's there too uh you know that that's a whole other conversation spotify but um yeah should be findable
0: now now Stu, you you grew up in the bronx and i i I was really curious um you know thinking about this that getting into the blues music at that time um, i mean of the music i'm into growing up it wasn't mainstream blues i'm sure on the radio wasn't mainstream how did you find the outlet to to get access to the music um that you grew up on and wanted to play
1: well um uh it sort of started with uh my cousin sandy dropping a, a beat up old k guitar off with me uh my brother's record collection my older brother's record collection and uh just being asked to join a band by right. my friend by my friend tommy be, before any of us even knew how to play just let's start a band it's like tommy i don't play an instrument you know uh that's a whole other story too but in my brother's record collection he had uh super session with uh, mike bloomfield playing guitar Okay, that's something that hit home. And interestingly enough, I went on, uh, I had a, a period in my life where I played with uh, the bass player on that record Harvey Brooks for a long time, Okay, uh, uh, a few other records, uh-huh. and you know, you could uh, read about these people and start to uh, hear about who they were listening to. So Uh, Mike Bloomfield or Eric Clapton led to, you know, Albert King and B.B. King and Freddie King, and uh, then discovering Hubert Sumlin, Muddy Waters, Howlin' Wolf, going back further to the uh, acoustic players, of course, Robert Johnson, Uh, very interesting, Uh, started listening to James Cotton. Uh, ended up playing with Matt Guitar Murphy a lot becoming right. uh good I'm still good friends with his nephew both of uh, Floyd is the nephew and Floyd's dad was also a guitar player uh, uh, he's the rhythm guitar player on Johnny B. Good, believe it or not oh wow uh, yeah isn't that something so mm-hmm. I learned a lot like that I'm you know I'm I think I'm getting off the subject a little bit. I'm sorry. No, no, that's okay. I I got so many stories of so many people that I met. I've been very fortunate in that regard. Very, very fortunate.
0: You've uh, traveled all over the world and played on, you know, in the studio with so many, so many players. You played Montreux, right?
1: Yeah. uh, A couple of times uh, with sweet Georgia Brown. And I got to do uh, some of my own stuff there. Uh, I, I remember, uh, meeting george benson there and uh uh who's you know maybe my favorite uh jazz guitar player for sure but uh, i did a lot of learning and i was mentored by his uh guitar buddy a guy named james clark they came up together so when i told george you know george i i did a lot of my learning off of james it's like you know clark wow i guess that makes us cousins so that's what he said
0: uh-huh.
1: you know so it's great to make that connection there and uh you know it's great to play these big festivals and all this stuff and all the people you meet i, I remember meeting john mclaughlin at uh, one of the trips out there to Montro. Um, and, and there's a video online of me playing out there also, right. you know, on, on YouTube. So
0: I remember, um, going to see George Benson up in Montreal, Quebec, the, the jazz festival up there and, mm-hmm. um, right in the lobby, he was going to the show too, uh, was George Thorogood going to check George out. Ah, so, yeah,
1: he, <laughs> uh, you know, you, you wouldn't think, but, you know, George is just uh, I, you know, the way he plays, I'm not sure he ever puts the guitar down Mm -hmm. ever. And, uh, I think he, he checks everybody out, even, you know, you wouldn't expect George Benson to want to hear what George Thurgood could play, but that sounds about right. And that is some festival that Montreal, uh, the Montreal jazz festival is quite something. Uh, there was one year we opened it with, uh, I was with fontella bass okay at that time and it was outdoors and there were people for just blocks and blocks and blocks definitely uh one of the concerts of my life was playing the montreal jazz festival yeah my wife's
0: originally from from quebec so so we had to to stay up there so nice yeah nice yeah i love montreal yeah so um hopefully those festivals they're they're starting to they're back in full swing and you know, you, you'll be back playing them with, with your, uh, your crew.
1: Yeah. I, uh, I hope so. Uh, you know, I, uh, I feel like I need a, an agency right now to, uh, help me get there. So right. if there's anybody listening,
0: that's right. Nice book. <laughs> nice booking agent. Stu Cutler has his six string ready, ready to travel. <laughs> we're, we're ready to go. We are, yeah.
1: you know, so, uh, that was a a shameless plug.
0: So Stu Cutler is with us here on Joe Kelly Radio. His brand new CD is called The Blues from Another Angle. And you can go to his website, Stu, S-T-E, excuse me, S-T-E-W-C-U-T-L-E-R.com. And I'm sure uh, it will be available or might even be available right now on uh, online outlets as well, right?
1: I, I believe it is. Uh, you know, uh, some of these... Uh, outlets, platforms, whatever, it, nobody communicates to you anymore. The communication, you can't call somebody up on the phone anymore. Right, right. So some of it's a little excruciating, but I believe it's all up. They're going to CD Baby, who most of the years has been cool, and uh, Amazon, iTunes. I'm not a, a huge Spotify fan, but I guess right, it's right. there too. Mm -hmm. uh you know that that's a whole other conversation spotify but um yeah should be findable
0: now now Stu, you you grew up in the bronx and i i I was really curious um you know thinking about this that getting into the blues music at that time um, i mean kind of the music i'm into growing up it wasn't mainstream blues. I'm sure on the radio wasn't mainstream. How did you find the outlet to, to get access to the music, um, (laughs) that you grew up on and wanted to play?
1: Well, um, uh, it sort of started with, uh, my cousin, Sandy dropping, uh, a beat up old K guitar off with me. Uh, my brother's record collection, my older brother's record collection. And, uh, just being asked to join a band by right. my friend by my friend Tommy be, before any of us even knew how to play. Just let's start a band. It's like, Tommy, I don't play an instrument. You know, uh, that's a whole other story, too. But in my brother's record collection, he had a uh, super session with uh, Mike Bloomfield playing guitar. Okay. That's something that hit home. And interestingly enough, I went on, uh, I had a a period in my life where I played with uh, the bass player on that record, Harvey Brooks, for a long time. Okay. Uh, uh, A few other records. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you could uh, read about these people and start to uh, hear about who they were listening to. So uh, Mike Bloomfield or... Eric Clapton led to, you know, Albert King and B.B. King and Freddie King and uh, then discovering Hubert Sumlin, Muddy Waters, Howlin' Wolf, going back further to the uh, acoustic players, of course, Robert Johnson. uh, Very interesting. Uh, Started listening to James Cotton, uh, ended up playing with Matt Guitar Murphy a lot, becoming a I'm still good friends with his nephew. Both of uh, Floyd is the nephew, and Floyd's dad was also a guitar player. Uh, uh, he's the rhythm guitar player on Johnny B. Good, believe it or not. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, isn't that something? So, mm-hmm. I learned a lot like that. i you know, I'm. I think I'm getting off the subject a little bit. I'm sorry. No, no, that's I, okay. I got so many stories of so many people that I met. I've been very fortunate in that regard. Very, very fortunate.
0: You've uh, traveled all over the world and played on, you know, in the studio with so many, so many players. You played Montreux, right?
1: Yeah. uh, A couple of times, uh, with sweet Georgia Brown. And I got to do, uh, some of my own stuff there. Uh, I I remember, uh, meeting George Benson there. And, uh, Uh, who's, you know, maybe my favorite uh, jazz guitar player for sure. But uh, I did a lot of learning and I was mentored by his uh, guitar buddy, a guy named James Clark. They came up together. So when I told George, you know, George, I I did a lot of my learning off of James. It's like, you know, Clark, wow. I guess that makes us cousins. That's what he said. Uh You know, so it's great to make that connection there. And, uh, you know, it's great to play these big festivals and all this stuff and all the people you meet. I I remember meeting John McLaughlin at uh, one of the trips out there to Montreux. Um, And and there's a video online of me playing out there also, you know, on on YouTube. So
0: I remember um, going to see George Benson up in Montreal, Quebec. The, the jazz festival up there, and mm-hmm. um, right in the lobby, he was going to the show too. Uh, was George Thurgood going to check George out?
1: Ah, so. yeah. He, uh, you know, you you wouldn't think, but you know, George is just uh, I. You know, the way he plays, I'm not sure he ever puts the guitar down mm-hmm. ever. And wow. uh, I think he he checks everybody out, even you know you wouldn't expect George Benson to want to hear what George Thurgood could play. But that sounds about right. And that is some festival that Montreal, uh, the Montreal Jazz Festival is quite something. Uh, There was one year we opened it with, uh, I was with Fontella Bass at that time, and it was outdoors. And there were people for just blocks and blocks and blocks. Definitely uh, one of the concerts of my life was playing the Montreal Jazz Festival.
0: Yeah, my so wife's great. originally from from Quebec, so so we had to, right. to stay up there. So nice. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I love Montreal. Yeah. So um, hopefully those festivals, they're they're starting to they're back in full swing and, you know, you, you'll you be back playing them with, with your uh, your crew.
1: Yeah, I uh, I hope so. Uh, you know, I uh, I feel like I need a, an agency right now to uh, help me get there. So Right. If there's anybody listening,
0: that's right. Nice book. <laughs> nice booking agent, Stu Cutler, has his six string ready, ready to travel. <laughs> we're we're ready to go. We are. Yeah.
1: You know. So uh,
0: that was a a shameless plug. One one other uh, thing you've been involved with uh, movies was uh, I know I'm I'm brief i short on the title ty- The Irishman, right?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Now with, that uh, De Niro was... and Pacino. <laughs> yeah yeah you know of course i didn't meet any of these folks the way things work but that goes back to uh my guitar buddy uh stuart lerman who uh has become a very very successful producer over the years and uh he got me to play on that and uh you know it's it's interesting the way things work we did uh, they came up with four songs they wanted us to do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I went and really, really learned these songs in a, like a jazz trio context. And uh, we recorded the four songs, and uh, we did it so long before the movie came out, I'd be honest with you, I, I just about forgotten that we had done it. And, uh, uh, you know, it's featured in a couple of scenes, our playing. There's that one scene uh where Robert De Niro's character is getting an award. It's big award ceremony. And uh, you know, you hear uh you hear us playing uh How High the Moon. Okay. And I think it shows up someplace else in the movie too. So uh it was nice to get featured. right, uh, right. great to get that job uh also uh, I know that uh Robbie Robertson who also works with Martin Scorsese he had to approve it so that was kind of cool knowing that you know he signed off on my playing on that so that's kind of nice
0: oh yeah and uh
1: yeah so that was uh that was great yeah great experience
0: you know speaking of the new record from Stu color the Blues from another angle um you know, on first listen, when I was listening, I said, wow, whoever mixed this and produced it, it, it just, you hear everybody's instrument. If you want to focus on the bass, you know, go around your guitar and everything. Solid, solid sound right there. Really nice.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, uh, that's Stewie Lerman right there. He, okay. uh, he does a great job. He had some, uh, engineering help, Okay, uh, by a guy named James Frazee. That also did a great job. But, uh, you know, the other thing is what I like what Stuart does is, uh, you know, he doesn't take a lot of time going crazy, mixing it. He's very fast. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, uh, I've done recordings of my own and uh, with other people where, folks have agonized over the mix and you know he just gets everything so it sounds good and blah 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 okay this sounds good this sounds good I can hear this I can hear that boom 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 and it comes out great you would think yeah. he agonized over right. for uh, days but he didn't he's very quick
0: I, I started to laugh in my head because Donna years ago at the studio I had a reggae band come in and the, the lead singer wanted to do, he was on like his fifth take of the same song, and he says, oh, let's do one more. And the keyboard player, player said, you can do it, but I'm not playing. She walked out of the studio. <laughs> she just, she wasn't having it. She was in the hallway and she, she says, that's it. I'm not playing on the track.
1: <laughs> so, you, could, you know, that brings the uh, conversation back around to uh, being on the set of uh, the TV show, Mrs. Maisel. Right. Because like I said, they made her do every they made her do every take it like 20, 25 times. And uh, I never saw her lose her patience ever. She never went there. But I know if it was me Mm -hmm. at some point, I would have been like, look, you know, (laughs) I (laughs) I can only say this, but so many different ways yeah what what do you want what are you looking for but and i've seen her on talk
0: shows and uh yeah she seems like a really solid person nice lady
1: yeah she she must be i didn't really get to get to know her or anything like that but uh just uh watching her deal with all this uh you gotta you gotta tip your hat to just how much patience she has
0: we're, uh, oh, this, so that was done in the studio where, where you are, like the, the club and in the pit, right? Yeah, when we were uh, filming, we
1: recorded all the music separately, okay. so we were there miming to our own playing. Okay. Which I, I know that maybe that sounds odd, but uh, you know, that's how they did it. We, didn't, we certainly didn't play anything live as they, uh, as they were filming.
0: Right. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, probably the, that's the way to get the best sound. So I, I would think yeah. so. Yeah. But hey, Stu, I got to thank you so much for coming on again. And um, you know, the booking agents out there, Stu Cutler and his <laughs> tremendous band, they are ready to get out there and play. So hit them up at stucutler.com, and uh, we'll hope to see you play. We, you know, you know, things hopefully still getting better to be able to get out.
1: And yeah. It's uh, it's open. Okay it's opening up a little bit and uh, i also just started playing with uh alexis Souter, so uh it's another gig where you could see me come around Uh, i have some other things in new york uh, arthur's the 55 bar uh, a newer place called the stitch blues bar where i have some gigs coming up uh,
0: later on in the spring
1: and uh whatever happens from there,
0: you know? Yeah. But in the meantime, along with the, the live shows, the blues from another angle, get the new CD from Stu Cutler and, uh, gotta thank you so much, Stu. Thank
1: you so much, Joe. And, uh, uh, again, like we were maybe talking off air, uh, we've both been at it for a while and it's, uh, it's great to talk to you and great to connect. So uh, thanks yeah. for this opportunity. And uh, it was really great to talk to you. We
0: we got a few more years to catch up again. So we'll we'll yeah. we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll get the box set of interviews out. Yeah.
1: Okay. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right. Thanks, too.
1: All right. Thank you so much, Joe.